It's Monday, July 31st, and we are deep in the deep. heat. Deep in the heat of hot tomato summer. We have Leah Branch from the Roosevelt and some restaurant gossip. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hey, Richmond, get ready. Duke's Mayo is cranking up the heat with Hot Tomato Summer. July 24th through the 30th, savor summery mayo and tomato dishes from your go-to Richmond eateries. Visit HotTomatoSummer.com for your local participating hotspots. Virginia, your number one podcast source for food news and interviews with the people who make Virginia restaurants great. Follow us on social media at Eat of Virginia and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. My name is Scott Wise and I am joined as always by my friend, my friend Roby Martin. I feel like this podcast guest was months in the making. So... As you will hear, she maintains that she's very shy. She being Leah Branch, executive chef, Chesterfield native. Yep, the Roosevelt. And I think she is an awesome listen. So I'm stoked that it's taken us a couple months to coerce the very talented chef into becoming part of our podcast. I'm going to give you your flowers. You really worked this one. You really, I mean, you get to like... We talked about getting her on months ago. It d- didn't really work out. You've kind of massaged this relationship. You've gone and you've ordered multiple meals from her. Hey, it's been tough. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> and the fruits of your labor have have fruited. I've, <laughs> have blossomed. Yeah, yeah, ooh, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, the fruits of her labor I've eaten. So it's been really, really great. <laughs> Did you mention in the intro, and we'll get to Leah in just a, in just a few moments, did you mention in the intro that there was restaurant gossip to discuss? Well... Are we a gossip podcast now? You know, I feel like we could probably... I don't know. We need the downloads. Just kidding. Uh, no, no. And that, and um, while this is kind of cool, but we have to talk around it because they haven't quite announced it yet, this is not going to get us more downloads, Scott. Oh, okay. So I think you've heard that Commercial Tab House served its last pretty solid wing that mainstay in the fan commercial tap house yeah it's been around a long time yep well i have heard mm-hmm. that an individual let's just say has restaurants in churchill and in the fan okay does that work out in your head somehow keep going has i don't know decided that they're going to take that location have we interviewed this individual on a previous podcast before we have all right, folks. So this is your this is your challenge. You got to go to the list of the previous podcasts, and you need all a f- hundred and eight of them. You need to figure out <laughs> who this mystery person is, and if Roby's correct, I am correct, and I'm really really excited about it because I think that this is just a cool cool thing. Um, I always like it when good restaurants expand closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Roby's world, guys. We're just living in it. We're going to get to more restaurant news after the interview with Leah Branch from the Roosevelt. So when was the last time you had a raw scallop, Scott? Raw? Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm 46 years old, <laughs> so I'd say about 46 years. Seriously. I don't think I've ever had a raw scallop. Okay. Well, I was at the Roosevelt. Let's call it 
three weeks, maybe four weeks ago. Oh yeah, I got that text. You said meet me at the Roosevelt. I must have missed it. Sorry. I know. I know. I'm the worst. I miss all these invites, Leah. I miss them all. <laughs> and Leah Branch, who happens to be with us on the podcast today, Hi. was doing some fun stuff with a scallop. And you sent it out to me, and my mind was blown. Thanks so much. It was just so good. So, Leah, you were new-er to the Roosevelt. How long have you been there? I feel pretty new. I guess I'm about a year and a half now. Okay. Okay. And how did you... Well, let's walk through your trajectory. (laughs) You grew up in Richmond? Yeah, I grew up in Chesterfield. That's uh, where I live now. I uh, decided I wanted to go to culinary school, so did that in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I really just stayed in North Carolina for the last uh, 15 years or so. I don't know, after COVID, I just started to feel like I really wanted to come back and be closer to my family. I actually live uh, next door to my parents now, which is kind of... I love that, though. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. Yeah, it's great. You said it's kind of dot, 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 and then I you jumped know, in. No, but I mean, she chose... Okay, yes. How is no, it it's, uh, <laughs> You said it was awesome. <laughs> she didn't say that. No, it's really, it's really good after, like, being gone for so long, just being able to just pop over and have coffee. It's really nice. Are you cooking so, for them? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so, we got to eat a lot. Where did, where did you work in Charlotte? Uh, first stop after school is just a little country club. It's called Gas and Country Club. And I just did banquets there. Um, I think I really thought I wanted to get into catering when I first started cooking. And um, bounced around a little bit. I ended up moving to Beaufort for a bit. And worked at a place called Front Street Grill there, which is where I met John Stevens. He was the general manager there for a little bit. While I was working with them, and um, he ended up offering me a job later as a sous chef at a place called Moonrakers, and uh, eventually ended up becoming the executive chef there for a little bit before I came back here. And so when you came back here, did you know you were going to go to the Roosevelt immediately, or how did that work? I didn't really know. Um, I thought that I really wanted to come home and uh, just sort of see what happened from there. And uh, pretty close to around the time I came home, um, this job sort of hopped into my radar and it just uh, kind of magically happened that we felt like we had a connection and we wanted to work together. That's me, Mark and Kendra. So so Mark Herndon and Kendra Murden. Mark, you may know from Buckheads and Kendra, you probably know from Garnet. From everywhere. Yep. Ipanema at one point, just yeah. all over the place doing all the things. When you were in North Carolina, had you been keeping tabs on the Richmond food scene? Not really, and um, when I when I lived here 15 years before, it was uh, it was just very different. Um, so it was kind of just stepping into a whole new world when I moved back. Um, but I love it here. I feel like there's still like 100 places I need to get to. Um, so if just, it wasn't the Richmond food scene that inspired you to become a chef, what was it that inspired you to become a chef? Um, in my family, we'd always, of course, gather around food. Um, and I just sort of like that idea of feeding people, serving people. Um, I'm a terribly shy person, so I, I feel like maybe it's just a way that I can communicate with people a little bit better to kind of like speak to them through a plate of something. And you're and so culinary school in North Carolina. Yes. But I feel like that's you, where she learned how to do fun things with scallops. I assume. Well, I, I mean, I've been to the Roosevelt a few times since Leah has been there, and it's was known for kind of uh, southern leaning you've taken it in an entirely it's still southern but an entirely different direction like your expressions with food i think are 
I'm not saying the individuals that were there before you weren't great because I love them. But I think you have moved on to some new flavor profiles we're not used to in Richmond. I think your kitchen team is really cohesive. Like, where does all that come from? Like, who are some of your mentors? Who are some of the people you base some of your work off of? Well, I feel like we're just always kind of drawing off of each other. Um, you know, you're in a kitchen, you're just bouncing ideas back and forth, and a lot of uh, a lot of things sort of start off as jokes, and then they like spiral into into a dish. Um, so, kind of all over the place. I mean, I really love Mashama Bailey, of course, uh, Sean Brock, um, and uh, just eating in Richmond, I think, has kind of given me a different sort of view if I want to communicate with food at the Roosevelt. Um, but I never got to eat at the Roosevelt before I before I worked there. Um, so I, I got to see some menus, and we sort of talked about what was really important to keep, which is like the burger, uh, cornbread. <laughs> Always the burger. Yeah, gotta gotta have the burger. So we don't we don't mess with that. We don't mess with the wings, cornbread. And um, everything else, we just sort of build around those menu items with uh, things that we kind of feel are like elbows on the table food that's got sort of a southern looking uh, direction to it. You recently did a dinner with Deb Freeman. Yes. Now, she was a guest on our podcast. Um, I love Deb. I love Deb. How did you guys get connected? Um, Actually, I think I met her when I first met you we just had sort of like a little um sort of an, a welcome party at the roosevelt um, a little after i came on and deb was there and i uh, started listening to her podcast and i just uh, just binge listened you know every every episode after that and i was like where are the rest of them yeah. <laughs> so, I, know, I started like devising plans to figure out how to how to hang out with her some more after that and uh, i think i asked her in december or january if uh, she would do like a Juneteenth thing with us because uh, we knew we really wanted to to do something with that and we didn't really know what sort of um, shape that was going to take but I knew she was going to get booked up immediately so we uh, we just jumped on her first and that dinner sold out like very quickly that was pretty fast yeah it was, <laughs> it was weird it, 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 it's not weird if you're just and she's <laughs> oh, wonderful thank you. um any highlights from that that you want to share with the individuals that were not able to get tickets oh you can you can always get a ticket you can you can come hang out in the kitchen we'll feed you oh, just, we'll do it, uh, we're go- that, we are definitely <laughs> taking you up on that scott and i'll just be staring at you from yeah. the kitchen hi <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah anytime for sure um Let's see, that, uh, just the planning of that was really cool, um, because when I started to talk to Deb, um, she really started to just rattle off all of these amazing black chefs from Virginia's history, and um, I think that's how we decided, okay, we'll make this a dinner just about Virginia black chefs, and uh, if we can't necessarily recreate all of the dishes that they did, um, we'll just sort of play off of those and give you like a taste and an idea of what what they were making then. Um, so yeah, it was it was super fun. We had Thomas Downing Oysters, uh, we had Juba Garth. Uh, so he was like the pit master section of the dinner. So we had like this huge like barbecue spread um, with smoked turkey, uh, brisket, short ribs, um, pork belly. Mm. Um, Did anything that you made that night, is it continuing on the menu? 
Um, we we always have something like a smoked item on the menu. Um, and right now we have Deb's uh, Nana's collards on the menu. Um, and uh, just as a little nod to her history, we wanted to throw those in. So that was really cool to surprise her with those uh, on the menu. I have been fortunate enough to eat those. Oh, they're really good. They're so good. So yeah, they're, they've carried some of the stuff from the dinner Deb's Nana's collards, and they're so and they're like a side dish now at the Roosevelt. So a little what a lovely tribute. <laughs> I know, so good. Yeah, they're really nice. A week ago, you did the summer supper psalm. Yes. I'm so glad you wow. said that because it gives that's a tongue twister <laughs> for me. Say it again slowly. Summer supper psalm. Oh, so that's good. Summer bounty for dinner with a samoyai. How's that? I love it. Appreciate and the explanation. Primarily using Village Gardens tomatoes. Yeah, so they're they're like the star of uh, of all the plates. How is it focusing on one ingredient? Like, I feel like as a chef, that has to be hard. I don't know. I feel like that just uh, takes all of the distractions out of the way. Um, <laughs> that way, it makes it a lot. Of, <laughs> no, it makes it a lot easier, and then you you can just sort of rule out things that don't play along. Um, so, you know, there's things that we think of when we think of tomatoes, you know, think of like BLT. So we had like a pork belly situation on one of the dishes. Um, we think of marigold. So we tried to incorporate like uh, marigold oil, uh, marigold hot sauce into a couple of different places and uh, just sort of let everything branch off from there. I heard specifically about this one dish that apparently had one single crab claw, one half of a frog leg. One little snow crab, and then there were two other things that I can't remember that oh, you yeah. put sun gold crunch on. Yeah, so uh, we we knew we, we were always trying to make some kind of chili crisp. So we were like, cool, we can do one with uh, tomatoes. So some tomato crunch oil. I bought you a little bit so you can uh, put it a on sample everything? later. Sun gold crunch. How did that come to your mind? Oh, uh, we put chili crisp on uh, on everything at work <laughs> at a. <laughs> During uh, during family meal, so we just um, we've made a couple of different kinds. Uh, tomatoes was just an easy, uh, you know, easy spinoff. Um, so we just put them in the dehydrator, let them go. Um, we put some chilies in that we had been uh, saving from Dave that we dried from him a long time ago. Uh, ginger, star anise, uh, green peppercorns. Yeah. Oh, things. sunflower seeds, spinny seeds. Many, many seeds. Yeah, lots of seeds. <laughs> There's I, a lot of stuff in there. I, can't I feel like, like all these ingredients are flying around and you have to know what to do with them. What would you do with marigold oil, Scott? Bathe in it? I'm not even sure what that is, to be honest with you. Marigold oil. I've, it's a flower. It's a marigold. You're familiar sure, with that? Sure, yeah, yeah. But like, where would you put it? Like, I, That's a personal question. Okay. Where do you put your marigold oil? <laughs> So that was in the uh, tomato gravy that went with our pork belly dish. Um, and I think the bar has stolen it. So uh, stay tuned because uh, they may be making a, a drink. drink with a little bit of marigold oil on top. They're stealing our stuff. So you mentioned earlier that you're kind of on the shy side of things. And I hear yeah. your voice. It's, it's softer. I've been watching The Bear for the last couple of weeks, <laughs> right? And so I've never really worked in the kitchen. Well, not really. I've never worked in the kitchen. He's period. never worked in a kitchen. Except for yeah. my own kitchen. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, so in my head, it's a, it's frenetic. It's screaming. It's yelling. It's cursing. Uh, are you a screamer, a yeller, or a curser in the kitchen? Because I'm not getting that vibe <laughs> yet. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty soft in the uh, So what is kitchen. your leadership style? How do you lead your kitchen? I just um just communicate pretty directly. Um if I need something, I just 
say it if something's wrong. I just say um, this needs to be that way. Um, most most people really appreciate that. Uh, some people want a little more intense energy, and we, we're just not compatible, and and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I work with a bunch of big, uh, loud guys who like to cuss, and uh, we we get along pretty well. So it's usually not a problem. Your mentors in the kitchen were they more of the loud cusser type or the the quiet confident type? A lot, of, a lot of loud cussers. Um, we had some more quiet, confident as well. But um, I think I knew just from working with a lot of different people how I wanted to be personally. So I just, uh, I just sort of go with that and uh, you know stay where I fit in. So it's working out through as well. How do you feel when people ask to meet you at the restaurant? And you said you like to present yourself on the plate, so that's kind of like your proxy. You're sending yourself out of the kitchen on, on a plate, but when they say, who, like, who is the chef? I want to meet her. What, what, what goes through your mind at that point? Oh God, let me look at my face. Uh, what do I look like? <laughs> Something on there. I'm sweaty, covered in food. Uh, and then, then I go out and say hi. And, uh, most people know that I'm a uh, horrible at making a, you know, small talking conversation. So they just get over it and say hello. <laughs> I wouldn't say horrible. You're not on <laughs> podcast. You're hopefully it's not horrible. Oh, you're but, doing great. Okay. <laughs> And she's, I've seen you come out a couple of times. I think you do it wonderfully. Oh, you're thank the, you. You have a presence. I feel like shy is is working for you. I mean, you, everybody's like, oh. And then if, I don't know if you've ever done yoga, but we have like this, how energy transfers in the room based on who's in there. And I feel like you have a very relaxing presence. So like the energy transfer in the restaurant kind of changes when you walk out of the kitchen. Oh, I mean, wow. it's Thank happened you. to me three times. I mean, it just feels <laughs> So I'm curious how that translates confident. to the plate or if it does. Like, do you feel like your food is, is representative of you and your personality? You know, I, I think it's probably where I can be a little more loud or a little more silly. Um, I feel much more comfortable doing that, uh, doing that with food. Um, so you get some of that when I'm cooking. Is there a trademark move that you have? That oh, move. when the plate comes out, <laughs> like when the plate comes out, and it's like this is a Leah. This is Leah's. I can tell because X Y Z. Like a trademark dish. Like, do you have like a trademark seasoning you like other than chili crisp? Um, that, that like I I would be like, oh, and I line up. This is definitely <laughs> Leah's. I don't know. Um, you know, I love uh, I love spicy food. Um, I love duck fat. We're always trying to comfy something. Uh, <laughs> Who among us isn't trying to <laughs> comfy like, something? That's life for me. <laughs> but um, I, and my favorite dish is the catfish at the Roosevelt right now. Uh, we'll probably always keep that on. Fried? It is a fried catfish. Um, it's got a butter rice, which is pretty much like a rice congee with heavy cream in it. Uh, it's got a tomato gravy, which has some bacon fat. And then uh, Urfa gloss, which is uh, just Urfa pepper. Uh, some vinegar, you know, ginger, garlic, some lime. Um, oh, I think it's just got uh, a lot of different textures to play around with, um, which is my favorite thing in the dish. If you can get something like a little softer, something creamy, something crunchy, and um, something really fresh and kind of mix all those things together. So, I love a fried catfish. I haven't had – there's been a while since I've had a good one, so I'm, and that's probably my next thing is the Roosevelt fried catfish because yeah. I think if it's, you know – if it comes together, it's like, yeah, it might be my favorite she, fresh She dish. said it was the best. I know, and I didn't have it the last time I was there. I had this ridiculous scallop dish that, like, was mind-blowing. Now I'm pissed I didn't have the catfish, too, so I will. But your drink program at the Roosevelt oh, really, really matches amazing. your back of the house. I feel like everything is very cohesive. 
And being there a year and a half, how did you do that? I mean, it usually takes a little while for somebody to hit their stride. I feel like you came in running. Oh, shucks. Thank you. Um, well, we have Zach on the bar. Um, we have Troy, who's the wine director, and really just have a great relationship with them. Um, so I think we sort of uh, just kind of fill in the blanks for each other. Um, Zach is more um, like the outgoing person who is a little more assertive. Um, so I can kind of uh, let him be the hype man a little bit. And uh, we just, he loves uh, he loves our food. We love his drinks. And uh, we sort of like fuse together in that way. Sure. I mean, it's great. It's uh, as outstanding as, I mean, we discussed this where I was at a dinner last night, and I think right now the Roosevelt is the place to be eating. With, to that point, was there a lot of pressure coming in to an already established, already award-winning restaurant and knowing that it's going to be on your shoulders for the time being? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that definitely makes you um, want to you know, get out of bed early and make sure everything's okay. Um, so it's kind of good to be under pressure sometimes in that way because it just makes you – check everything twice a little bit. So, I mean, I hope it's, hope it's working out. We're always trying to, uh, we're always trying to get better. Uh, we, we do a lot of different things, uh, and we just try to listen. And if something's not working out, we'd, we scrap it and start again. I want to go back to Chesterfield County in the 19, I don't even want to, I shouldn't <laughs> guess a year. I want to go back to your childhood in, right. in, in Chesterfield County. What memories do you have of, of eating with your folks or, or going out to eat back then? Well, it's 1986 when I was born. There it is. I'm an old lady now, but um, uh, we uh, we lived next to my grandma. Um, I live in her house now, um, so that's my dad's mom. Um, She's huge gardener. She had like beautiful grapevines back there. Uh, tomatoes. Where in Chesterfield are we talking? I don't need the exact address. I do. We don't need, <laughs> we don't need, we don't need the stalkers. We don't need Roby really to show up. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about what part of Chesterfield? Oh gosh! Well, um, there's a there's a famous gas station there. Um, <laughs> oh, that and, part uh, of Chesterfield. Yeah, um, there's a there's a little old historic church a little down the way. So you get off of a uh, 145, I think. Horrible with directions, but uh, it's uh it's deep, deep Chesterfield. Like Mosley, Matoica, um, one of the M's, uh, Midlothian. <laughs> I think she's talking <laughs> Chesterfield, like actually deep in Chesterfield. Oh. So it's like, yeah, that you're going in a couple of different directions. So yeah. she's she's Chesterfield proper. Got it. Yeah, it's a it's it's, it's deep land. deep Chesterfield. You have a little bit of land. It's, back it's there. a little a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when my family um, was emancipated, uh, about 20 years after that, that's the first record of someone moving onto that land. Um, so it's it's kind of back there. Um, and uh, they've just been hanging out. A lot of my cousins and uncles and such still live like on that street. So it's sort of like our family's own for my dad, which is really nice. Mom's from Amelia. Uh, she Not had, too far from Chesterfield. Yeah, so pretty close. She has uh, 11 brothers and sisters. So really, really big family. Um, so, you know, lots of like pig roast, stuff like that, seafood boils. Um, they love that kind of stuff. And, uh, and when yeah. you were growing up, did you gravitate towards helping make that, that food, or were you kind of an observer and an eater? Um, mostly the making, uh, except when I got to uh, hide in the kitchen and, uh, you know, Not didn't, have to, uh, <laughs> didn't have to cartwheel through the room too much, you know, so I was bringing out a plate or something. Um, so it's usually where I ended up. Um, Any recipes from that time that have made it through what you're doing now? Like, can you think of things that you made a 
often that now kind of seep into what you do at the Roosevelt or previous spots? Um, I've put a couple of uh, family things on the menu in the past. Uh, there's like a crab soup that we always make at Christmas. Um, that usually pops up when it's uh, colder. So I'll probably be back at the Roosevelt in the fall or the winter. Um, my grandma always made potato rolls, which I really loved. So I've tried to do a couple of things with those. Uh, we did a crawfish roll and uh, we used um, a variation on that potato roll. It's like the base of that. So that was a fun time. I love that. You mentioned your grandmother a couple times, and I read an interview with you where you said you were renovating her home. Is that still in progress, or have you finished that? Uh, we are putting some new siding on, but other than that, it pretty much uh, it is what it is. What was that experience like? That was uh, that was interesting. It was really uh, <laughs> that was really cool to uh, to do that with my dad. Of course, he grew up in that house, so it means a lot to him to to you know do things a certain way. Um, it was really cool to see the bones of the house. Uh, my grandma kept putting up um, layers of wallpaper. So there were like seven layers of wallpaper, which were hilarious. So we have a big chunk of layered wallpaper in a frame. What was her name? At the house. Uh, that's Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. She just put wallpaper over other wallpaper? Oh, yeah. I just kept relayering the. Uh, <laughs> Don't knock the way Peggy so did like, things. I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure lots of people did that. But I think it's cool that they, you framed the chunk that yeah. you guys. It's really cute. It's, it, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the walls now? Uh, so now the walls are just white. Um, I like white. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to walk in the house and see nothing. You know, a lot, a lot happens at work. So sure. It's pretty sun in there. Well, taking wallpaper down is no easy thing. No. Yeah, I would not wish that on any enemy. It's bad. <laughs> Did you find any other family uh, treasures hidden in the in the home? Any artifacts from years gone by? Uh, lots, of, lots of fun cookbooks, uh, lots of robes. Thank you guys. Casual. Yeah, yes. Why not? Lots of lounging. There's like a big, uh, big metal cabinet that she uh, kept her robes in. So I've got my robes in there now. A couple of years. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Lots of cookbooks. Lots of robes. Did she cook in the robes? I don't recall ever seeing her cook in the robes, but uh, she must have worn a robe at some time. Now, do you all still do pig roasts and other things, or is that something that happened before, or is it still going on? It's been a really long time. Um, me and my dad are trying to plan a little something for uh, for the summer, um, just because we're I'm in the house now, and um, she wants to bring everybody by, take a peek at it, and uh, get in the yard, do some grilling or something. So I heard from Deb Freeman mm. that barbecue was invented in Virginia. Yeah. So when you roast a pig, how do you roast it? Uh, I've never never roasted a whole pig, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out. We usually, <laughs> I've usually left that to uh, to one of my uncles, uh, Uncle Lucas, who has uh, passed on. So we're gonna have to uh, figure out how to how to carry that traditional. Did he make any notes anywhere? Can he find something? Ooh, I need to ask my aunt actually. Because maybe he has some tips that you can carry from him to the to the new pig roasting. Yeah. Keep keep the uh, keep the legacy going. It takes sure. a while that pig roast thing, mm-hmm. right? Must yeah. So when you're in the kitchen and you're leading your troops, <laughs> what? how many troops are there in the kitchen first? <laughs> well, um, the the kitchen is very small at the Roosevelt, um, so there's never more than four or five people back there. What music are you playing over the? Uh, not a boombox. I'll just say boombox. Really? All right, <laughs> Grandpa. What, what music are you playing in the kitchen? Wow. Um, what tape have you put in? <laughs> Seriously? Ooh, or do you, you have, have a CD? Sonos? <laughs> on your iPod. All right, all right, all right. 
Can you get tapes? No, no. I've never made Someone still has a whole bunch in his house. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. Uh, she was a different form of music listening. Bose speaker Bluetooth. What are you playing? Yeah, we uh, we do be Bluetoothing out there. Um, so I, uh, I'm usually listening to something loud and obnoxious. I like uh, old punk, new punk. Uh, when the kids come in, I usually turn off and let them jump on and play whatever. Uh, so, oh, we call it, sorry, they're, they're just the kids to me. I love uh, it. But it is a little kitchen. Old punk and new punk. All right. So, he uh, loves music. I'm not so a you huge, guys are about to do something I don't know. No, I'm really not. Uh, I'm not a huge punk music fan. But when I think of punk music, I think of like a huge expression of just, you know, loud and emotions, which is something you've told us that you're not really. So, it's music where you're really able to like let loose. Oh, yeah. Getting deep now. Maybe I'm just letting it all out through uh, through everything else, but but my own personal voice. <laughs> That's awesome. <Well. laughs> loud punk. So, like, who is loud punk? Like, what is new punk and old punk? Name some people. Um, I like Anti Nowhere League, uh, Plasmatics, uh, newer band The Idols or Idols, actually. Uh, so we've been listening to a lot. So, what do the kids listen to when they come in? A lot of Grateful Dead. A lot oh, of fish. Oh, there we go. Yeah. A ton of fish? Oh my gosh, it's your kitchen now. Grateful Dead, yeah. And she said, then she said oh, a ton I didn't of hear fish. That part. Oh, awesome. fish too, yeah. My sous chef Greg loves uh, loves fish. He's gone out a few times to uh, follow meet, him around. I gotta meet Greg. Yeah, meet uh, Greg Voorhees. He's amazing. Oh yeah, I love uh, I love the National, the venue that you guys have here. He's really good. Um, went to see Better Idols there. the one in Charlotte? It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's I been a, a good, got a good music venue in Charlotte. Yeah. I have a really good buddy that runs the sound there, and it's a cool, cool little venue. Um, so have you seen any punk shows at the National? I did go see Idols when they were here. Um, it was about a month ago. Uh, I went to see The Smile. I guess that was a few weeks ago, right? None of these. I'm a thousand. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was Radiohead. They're, uh, so those are... The celebrities in your life, obviously, these punk punk singers. Roosevelt always makes the list of like places you need to go to in Richmond when you come to town. Have you been able to serve anyone that we might have heard of? Any any famous names that have been through town that stop by for a bite? Scott's a celebrity gawker. He needs to hear all of the ones you've served. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, none coming. Oh, um, I think the guys from Thievery Corporation came in. Uh, that was really cool. Um, that's all I can think of, but. Be excited when chefs come in for sure. I bet you have a lot of Richmond chefs that come in and eat at the Roosevelt. I do love when food. chefs come in and eat for sure. Yeah, do you have somebody that comes in? I, I know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna see. If you're <laughs> I, I think you have one chef that comes in relatively often. Do you want to talk about that individual? Hmm, one. Uh, well, I mean, we, we do. I, uh, I know of one, but you're, you. you're like, mm, there's like eight. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Um, but uh, we do love Matt Bruska from uh, from my old wife. Um, we go over there all the time, and uh, when he pops in, it's always a treat. So, and, well, tell him I love him. He says that he's in there a lot because when I posted her food, he sent me a message saying, "Oh, that's just my favorite." <laughs> I was like, "That's real high praise from the from you know the chef over there at El Wife." I think that's really cool. Do you recall the dish that you posted? Scallops. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, I remember. I just wasn't sure if it was the same dish. Are you kidding? I can't get enough of them. It was so good. It's just such a nice dish. All things were on like green light go. Um, I w- so I, th- I would like to talk about one other thing, and then I want to know where you're eating in Richmond when you're not at the Roosevelt. Sure. So we have hot tomato summer going on right now. Yes. Do you have things going on at the Roosevelt for hot tomato summer? So we uh, in the kitchen decided we were going to 
do at least seven specials. Um, so we um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, yeah, and not all at the same time. But um, we have <laughs> <laughs> so one for each night. We want to post one each night, so we have to do seven. Uh, we have four right now, um, and then we are going to roll out something with soft shell crabs tomorrow. What? And then we'll uh, we'll just keep on cycling, uh, cycling on through. Uh, we get we get really excited about uh, about tomatoes, ma'am. So oh, there's probably where I'll be tomorrow. Hopefully, the, the listeners they were already, already gone. there. Yeah, they will have already right. been. So this will come out right after Hot Tomato Summer. So I just want to talk about what they missed. And they didn't <laughs> prepare go. for next year, folks. Yes. She's doing seven dishes. Soft shells. Oh, I love them so much. Yeah, you'll probably see me tomorrow night. Awesome, because yeah, it's like my us. favorite thing in the world. Nice. So. If you're not working, but if you're like making marigold, marigold oil and sun gold crunch and earth chili and tomato gravy, you're working a lot. But when you're not working, where are you eating in Richmond? Uh, still, still everywhere. Um, just because I'm still trying to taste everything, make up for lost time. But uh, we love Alewife. We're always over there. Uh, Grisette, love charcuterie over there. Um, go to Chengdu. Probably more often than anywhere else. What do you get there? Uh, I always get spicy tofu, and then uh, get it extra spicy, and then I pick something else that I haven't had. Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. I know that I just, they I just like their spicy in tofu. Your kitchen that were vegan for a little bit. Oh, we do have um, Rodnisha was in there, and she is vegan, I believe. Probably still vegan. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if she's <laughs> been with you for a while. Maybe she had. I love the spicy tofu at Chengdu. Where That's else really are you good. eating? Let's see. Then Chengdu um, went to Metzger for brunch. That was great. I'm obsessed with brunch. I'm always trying to find somewhere to uh, to eat brunch. So Bo said they just recently opened up Ossidy. Oh, I for saw brunch. that. Yes, I need to go there. So that might be a place. I mean, it's very obviously Bo and Matt have different styles, though they kind of you know are cute together. So if you want that type of thing, that might be a brunch spot for you. And that's gonna be our next little uh, brunch adventure. Um, me and Troy, uh, the wine director, we always. Uh, Try to run out and grab brunch before um, before it. service. So, yeah, what is the Roosevelt ever going to be open for? Um, like a Saturday brunch? I hope so. It's my it's my dream. Yeah. So I, I love a I think Saturday. It's all my dreams <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah, are you kidding? I love a Saturday brunch. Yeah, it'd be so, really nice. So, if we were to put you on like a Virginia this morning or Channel Six, would you be able to do it? Because you're so shy. I don't know. I might curl up in the fetal position. <laughs> And, uh, Start with podcasting. We're gonna, we're gonna ease her into it. <laughs> we're gonna ease her into it. I think so. I mean, listen, I, know, I, we're I don't think I've been we, filmed we, before. We, Congratulations! We, we actually are oh, getting we, ready to wrap things it? up right now. Oh, yeah. I didn't record. Oh, wow. oh man, <laughs> that was a good warm up in that case. Anyway, you'll find me tomorrow night at getting soft shells at the Roosevelt. You're listening to Roby Martin, Scott Wise, and Leah Branch. Oh, thank you all so much. Beautiful. Rock music. I wasn't expecting that from her. I mean, curveball. <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden, it was like names I've never heard of. Yeah, you, I think you said it best when you said, We're old. I, idols. The idols? The smile? I mean, I love their names. Yeah, they're very fun, positive sounding. Yep. Energetic. Energetic. Do you have some restaurant news you want to fill our brains with? Well, Yellow Umbrella is opening a new location. The seafood restaurant. Seafood market slash restaurant slash sandwiches slash all sorts of fun things. You're a huge fan of that place. I do really enjoy the YU. Yep. I think it's a great spot. Um, I'm hoping that 
the move to the blue bee cidery slash old stables of the city is good. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be like as you mentioned, more than just a restaurant. It seems to be like a whole vibe happening You're over there. You're going to be able there. to taste vodka in it. Cirrus is also going to have a little outpost. I don't know what you would call it, but they're going to have a little outpost there so you can, I don't know, drink some vodka. By the way, Tito's, that's a marketing ploy. It's all gluten-free. The more you know. Yep, there it is. What else you got for us? Any other headlines? What other headlines do I have for you? Well, I would love to talk about um, something that you know a lot about, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think I know, I think I know where you're, uh, where you're leading me down this road. So last podcast, I think it was the last podcast. It might've been the previous podcast. My best bite was a cupcake. A, a mini cupcake. Many cupcakes. That, that, <laughs> like 84 cupcakes. That my eldest child had got, gotten her first food industry job. Love it. At uh, Frostings in mm-hmm. Short Pump with my pal, Matt Fraker. Love him. So I pick her up from work last week and she's like we're being sold i'm like oh that was that didn't take long wow and i was like who's who's the new owner and she said i don't remember the name but matt said that they're in the news a lot <laughs> so my my in my head i'm like oh this is not a good thing <laughs> because people that are in the news a lot usually it's you know not always the best no. fortunately in this case it is the best Lindsay food group mike and kim lfg lfg baby purchasing purchasing frostings and i guess my daughter comes as, as part of the deal she's she's the the latest Lindsay food group employee so i texted them and i said i'm not sure you guys knew about this and you might want to reconsider whatever offer you made to matt but you're getting sadie wise with with the deal and they, they couldn't have been nicer so i love matt fraker and i really think that he was one he, you know, I hate to say he pioneered cupcakes, but in Richmond, like, remember, there were none, and then there was Matt Fraker. Yeah. And, and then a then whole bunch. Billion. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, then they all closed, mm-hmm. and Matt, Matt did not. Persevered, because everybody loves it. So, yeah, I think that's a cool thing. This is like the 50th thing for the Lindsay Food Group. I feel like next up is just they buy Richmond. That's kind of cool. What did you eat this week? I had a busy week. I traveled. I was on the road to see fish. So <laughs> I don't really have much of a best bite, but I, you were so gracious. I'm going to give you one You're going to give me, you have so many best bites. Mm-hmm. You're just best biting all over I town. I'm just biting all over town. So why don't, you know what? You told me what it was, but I'm going to let you do two best bites. Well, you know, Daniel Harthausen. Yes, I do. Well, not personally, but I had, we had him on the podcast and he's a big HBO max, big brunch winner. 300 grand winner of the big brunch on HBO. Well, he had a pop-up sold out in like seconds. Of course it did. And I went over there to have a little young mother, which is what it's called and had noodle dish udon noodles, which he made in this beautiful shrimp butter sauce with these gorgeous tail off, right? My mother half really wants the tail to be off the shrimp. Shrimp. He seems like a tail off kind of guy. He's a tail off kind of guy. Um, stunning, shrimpy, noodly, buttery, spicy, everything great. Daniel, when are you going to come back on the podcast to tell us about your plans for the future? We need you back on, brother. I, th- I feel the need to have Daniel back on just to discuss all things big brunch. I mean, Dan Levy, Levy. Sure. I don't know how to say his name. Okay. 
I, I, need I think to, it's Levy. Is it Levy? Eugene Levy's son, Daniel Levy. Yeah, Levy. There it is. Well, anyway, cool dude, and I think it would be fun to talk about him. He's got good glasses. My best bite. Yes. So I went to a summer supper psalm dinner at Penny's, which is Lance Lemon, who we've had on the podcast. Manny Baden we ha- haven't, but we should. And Manny Baden served a heirloom tomato salad, but wait before you're like, oh, that sounds good. You read my mind. Yeah, here it comes. He lightly smoked the tomatoes. They re- like retained their shape. And then he covered them in buttermilk and corn velouté, which to think of it as like the best parts of the corn, but soup with herb oil. So it was this gorgeous heirloom salad with essentially a corn ranch. Amazing. Yeah. Manny knocked it out of the park. He always does. Well, Lance was there. Lance was there pouring wine. Luca from Barbersville was there. And was I, Rabia there? No, Rabia. She actually sent me a text message, which I haven't responded to yet because I felt bad saying the pennies didn't launch, sold out. You know what's baller? When someone texts you and you respond via podcast a week later. I know. I'm an this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> Eat It Virginia? <laughs> this episode of Eat It Virginia. <laughs> no! Oh, God, no.